You are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a weekly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengamil. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth and keeping wealth local. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, held on Monday nights at 7 p.m. with Zoom webinar. And for more information about these events, please check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com events. This week, I'm speaking with Kelsey Lee, a licensed expediter and owner of Philly Kelsey & Co., to speak about the city's permitting system, which is called Eclipse, and how aspiring developers can avoid delays and complications when using it. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com media. But I'm going to just formally introduce her tonight. Kelsey Lee is a licensed ex- expediter in the city of Philadelphia and president of her boutique firm, Philly Kelsey & Company. She is part of the 9% of women who work in construction, and she mediates with the city of Philadelphia on behalf of her clients when filing permits for renovations and new construction for both residential and commercial projects. Um, coupled with her YouTube channel and specialized consulting services for sustainable de- demolition projects, her goal to educate has led her to speak for a variety of organizations, including Better Than Success, which I'm sure people have heard of, uh, especially in this in this crowd, um, APCO, and Jumpstart Germantown. Um, I should mention that she was a, a speaker on a very, very early Jumpinar, probably within the first couple weeks of us uh, switching to the virtual format, um, you know, from, from doing them in person at our office. Um, so we're happy to have her back, and, and I've gotten better as an interview at this point, and, and I'm sure Kelsey has learned a lot about the, uh, the Eclipse system, so, so it should be a productive session tonight, and uh, I'll, let her, I'll let her finally speak, but, but welcome, Kelsey. It's great to have you. Oh, thanks so much, Derek. It's a pleasure to be back. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone has learned a whole heck of a lot since last year. Um, but, you know, the transition between, you know, in-person and digital, I mean, yeah, we're kind of still back, you know, it's kind of a weird time right now. So I think, you know, a lot of this information is going to be really helpful um, to help people kind of just keep pressing forward. Um, I know it's, it's hard when you encounter something so silly and you just can't get past that one step. Um, I hope to alleviate a lot of that frustration during the session tonight. Great. Awesome. Um, so let's start with, I, I mentioned your, uh, your company and, and your bio there, Philly Kelsey and Company. Um, what do you do and, and what, what's your guys' purpose? So we're licensed expediters. Um, so I have my own company. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Um, my goal is to educate. Um, you know, I like to say there's nothing that I can do that you can't do. Um, and it's important that we provide access to information. Um, one of the main, main reasons why we exist is, you know, when you're dealing with a large metropolitan area like Philadelphia, you have a lot of different hands, um, hands into the equation. Um, and when you're talking about getting permits, which is a, just a fancy word of saying you're getting approval for your construction project, um, you know, it's, a lot of different departments 
need to be a part of that approval process. So we connect all those departments together. Um, think of me as like the, the runner, <laughs> whether it's in person or online, um, you know, tracking the right people down, getting the right information for our clients. Um, you know, I'm sure that most of the people here have, have figured out for themselves that, you know, it really takes getting to the right person um, to be able to get the right information. So we, we cut through, we cut through all of that clutter. Um, we already have those relationships in place and, you know, we, we know the process, so we can certainly help advise larger projects that have multiple stakeholders, um, alleviate some of that frustration. Cause that, that can definitely be a buzzkill, um, when you're, when you're trying to get something done and you have an angry owner or an, you know, an angry investor who wants answers. So <laughs> I, I resonate with, with what you're saying about it's like until you talk to the right person, then it's like there's this huge bottleneck and, and buildup of, of questions. And then just one person has like, oh, I had that answer. You know, it could have given it to you 10 weeks ago, right? <laughs> 10 weeks. Yeah. And that's really what a lot of people are seeing. I mean, a minimum of 10 weeks to get some of this stuff resolved. Um, we get resolved in less than a day. Um, so we work with licensing and inspections. Um, the Department of Revenue. I don't like to get, I don't like to put myself into that little box because there's a lot of things there that attorneys are better at handling. But when it comes to gathering account information or just even knowing what accounts you have <laughs> open with the city, um, you know, we can get that information. And it's interesting. A lot of the people, a lot of the clients that we work with will actually provide us the wrong account information. And we're trying to figure out what's going on. Why can't we proceed? Right. we get it for them and we get it right. So. So before we start talking about Eclipse, like, do you have any idea of how, uh, like how many permits you filed or how many clients you, you worked with? Yeah. So I have a huge, I have a huge client base. Um, and this is part of the reason why I got into this and kind of, I'll explain a little bit more later, but we have, we have filed, I have personally filed 150, over 150 permits since the beginning of 2020. Um, which, you know, in the beginning of 2020, we still were, you know, not doing plan submissions digitally. Um, but Eclipse was in existence before the shutdown. So, you know, for some things, you know, I did have experience using Eclipse before it became the primary method of, of permitting. Um, but I have, um, I've been doing, I've been in business for over two years now, past the two year home. And um, my mission is really to make demolition more sustainable and environmentally friendly. And that starts by learning the system, learning how it works mm -hmm. and um, being a resource to everyone that we work with. So, yeah, that's great. And and one, one thing I want to ask you about is like, how are you different than a zoning attorney or, or, or a, you know, you hear about people doing their projects, working with a zoning attorney, you, you hear about less frequently people working with the expediter. What's the difference? Uh, is it the same, the same goal or a different process? What, what's up? That's a great question. Um, and I would say that in my definition, I work with zoning attorneys all the time. So attorneys, they have an amazing wealth of knowledge, case law, understanding of, of the legal side of how things work, which is essential when you're doing these larger projects. I mean, the understanding of knowing one code regulation versus another and finding the loopholes 
can save someone millions of dollars. I mean, it's, it, the impact is real. Um, what I come in and why I work with attorneys is because I am the doer. Um, so less strategic, more about execution. So finding account information, being proactive, constantly reaching out to the city, not waiting for people to come to us. Um, that's just, it, when you're working with the city, you can't, you can't sit back and wait. Uh, you have to be very aggressive and persistent sometimes with, with some of these um, issues. Um, in the beginning, it was all about troubleshooting. So, you know, I, I like to strategically align uh, my firm with zoning attorneys. Um, we uh, don't, as a firm, handle variances. Um, and that is a business decision. Um, we file zoning permits. Uh, we will advise, you know, re make recommendations based on how we see their project moving forward. Um, but anything at this point, and this is really just understanding how this works and going through the trials and tribulations of starting your own company. Um, we don't, we don't put anything on paper when we see some, some that there could be a discrepancy uh, because once you start filing government issue documentation, especially when you're talking about pre-existing conditions, it's irreversible. Um, so um, we work a lot with the zoning attorneys and I, I, you know, starting out this company, I interviewed as many as I possibly could to see, you know, who would be a good fit for, you know, my clients, because I knew that I was not going to get involved with the variance process. Um, and that's actually how I started the company. Um, I actually, I was working with a zoning attorney. Um, so I was a paralegal when I got licensed. In fact, the, the, this attorney sponsored me and that's how I got involved. Um, I was doing deconstruction consulting at the time and I still am. Um, and the two pair very nicely together. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of firms, uh, zone, they, they always, most of them have an expediter in-house, the larger ones. Um, you may not hear about it cause you're, you're talking to the lawyer. Um, but most of them do. Right. So now, now this is where the, the topic of tonight's jumping our, uh, comes into play. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of developers in this call or people, you know, people who will be event developers in, in the near future, um, don't have the resources to, you know, either hire an expediter or, you know, have a, a team dedicated to the permitting process. And they really got to know how to, to interact with the Eclipse system hands-on. And I bet there's some people in, in this call who probably don't even know what Eclipse is. And they're like, what are they talking about Eclipse? Um, but for, for those people, and just so we can, can start from the same point of understanding, um, what is Eclipse and, and you know, what, what is it used for? Eclipse is, uh, well, the government loves its acronym, so every letter stands for something. Um, so Eclipse, in short, it's the Electronic Commercial Licensing and Inspections Permitting Software Enterprise. <laughs> um, so it's a fancy saying, it's a fancy thing for basically all encompassing. Um, you know, one of the, one of the major I guess feedback uh, points of feedback for just LNI working with LNI in general is just not having transparency and where they are at in the project. 
Um, a lot of the permits, I mean, and I'll go into this later, but there are still some permits required to be filed in person. Um, and, but the goal of Eclipse is to really be a self-serving tool. Um, and it's meant for everyone. I mean, if you are a contractor, you're someone performing inspections or as part of the special inspections program, um, you're an agency that gets licensed. I mean, it, you name it, you have to have Eclipse and it has to be functioning correctly. And I'll go into some of that a little bit later because I can tell you, I can tell you right away if your Eclipse is going to work or not, just based on answer to one question. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that is what it is. <laughs> so, and it's really, you know, any and all um, permits that you need to be obtained from the city of Philadelphia, you need to go through it. Like, is there any exceptions? Is there, you know, what, what would you say is the most common? Uh, well, I guess there is no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's, uh, well, you know, so we follow, we have to follow the code, obviously, um, as, and so we are instructed to do certain things and we follow those guidelines that have been established by the department. Um, one of the major roles of, that we fill is ensuring that the owner has access to all of their documentation and that is per code. Um, so whether that entails owner authorization, cause we do deal with tenants of commercial spaces, um, that actually comes more into play owner authorization and you're you know you often have a property management company you have to get the proper authorizations but it's really important that you have that the owner can access those documents on remotely on your end and the way that we ensure that in addition to keeping very good record is by manually adding them to the permit um, so when that happens the permit would automatically, they would get an automatic do not reply email from Eclipse prompting them to create an Eclipse account. Um, so whether, I mean, whether you want it or not, you have an account established um, and, it, and it all goes by based on your email uh, associated to your tax account. So whether you created it 20 years ago or just last week, um, that that is the email address that syncs up all of the different departments. Okay. So if you're an LLC, <laughs> we'll get to that. It's a little bit more challenging. <laughs> and you mentioned that it was um, it was around just before the pandemic. That was kind of when it was, uh, you know, continued. Um, what, what was just so people have an understanding of what the system replaced, um, you know, what was it like before Eclipse? Was there a different system or, or did you have to go down to, to uh, Center City and, and do it physically? physically do everything. So the, I actually didn't do any easy permits on Eclipse before the shutdown because it's just easier to do in person. It's quicker. I mean, it, and it still is that way um, with a lot of the easy permits. If you're just tuning in, this is a conversation with Kelsey Lee, a licensed expediter and owner of Philly Kelsey & Co to speak about the city's permitting system called Eclipse and how aspiring developers can avoid delays and complications when using it. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. I hope you're enjoying the discussion. How was Eclipse's only use prior to the pandemic was just easy permits? 
I believe so. I mean, like I said, I didn't use easy permits filing, but I did licensing like assembly, a certificate of occupancy. I did through Eclipse. Um, anything without plans um, you essentially could do if, if, if it was available at that time. But, you know, <laughs> when the pandemic happened and everyone was forced on there, no one knew that you needed to connect the commercial activity license that connected your tax account that allowed you to actually use Eclipse. Okay. So when I when I first got involved, I mean, I had clients, I had, I had people to answer to, and I just started my firm like less than a year ago at that point. Mm -hmm. So I had I figured it out and I got very good at it. And I learned some really weird, scary things about this program in doing so. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, before the way that it would work is you go down to MSB, you apply for the permit and if they needed additional information. And so if it wasn't an easy permit and even still um, there was a question about whether the contractor was compliant on their taxes. So if you didn't get a same day permit, you would get like an RFI letter and that that letter would be in PDF format signed by the examiner. And then you would respond to it. You would drop off the package or whatever it is um, you would put it in the drop bin and everything had to be in there before 2 p.m. and to be counted on the same day. And a lot of these rules still apply. And this is something that I want to make sure that people are aware of is that just because Eclipse is accessible 24-7, it doesn't mean people are on it 24-7. Um, and in the digital age, in this world, it's it's very easy to kind of fall into that trap. Um, and it can lead to a lot of frustration. But in, in this way, um, it's not a formal PDF anymore. But what I do as a firm, because you're talking about communication, there's simple measures of communication that just fundamentally have, have to happen. And when you have a large, complex project, what I'll do is, I'll actually extract all of the examiner's comments from the PDF document that you download from Eclipse. Right. You can use only Adobe Reader to do it. Um, but when you're dealing with a huge project with 30, 40 pages of plans, it's really convenient for the people that hire me to see everything in one document like they did before eclipse um so the, and it works every time and i mean and that's one really solid uh advice a point of advice that i can give to everyone listening is download it submit it as a letter if you have a lot of comments or a lot of responses they allow you to do that do not use that little comment feature at the bottom to note everything and respond and it's very confusing for anyone <laughs> no matter how experienced you are it is incredibly confusing mm -hmm. uh, make it nice make it easy for the examiner to to quickly look at it understand that all of his comments have been addressed so he can move on and then you have way make way less communication issues way less back and forth because every single time you guys that you submit that button, you go back into the waiting pool and, and that is just the way it is. So if there's things that you can do in advance of submitting that button, you need questions or clarification, you contact someone like myself, 
join my Patreon. I'll send you a link. You figure out the link. You can request a meeting with an examiner specifically. And a lot of people don't even know this. Um, but I mean, there's, there's ways of doing things that, that are the proper protocol. There's also things that happen behind the scenes where people like myself will come in, um, uploading documents, them not being accepted and error screen keeps getting generated. There's a reason for everything. Um, Eclipse actually just made an update. Um, there's, I don't know if, depending on what browser you use, but there's a little help chat icon now. Um, does it go? Does it go right to your uh, your phone, Kelsey? Are you just constantly on? <laughs> oh, I'm on Eclipse all day, every day. <laughs> like, and um, I know, I know, I literally, I've been keeping um, tabs on every change, especially in the beginning that Eclipse had, and the evolution is actually pretty, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, the amount of capabilities that it can offer now is, is, is very impressive um, from where they came from last year, uh, but it's constantly changing every single day. So when, um, you know, for somebody who hasn't ever gone on Eclipse or has an account and they don't even know they have an account, like you said, um, yeah. Yeah, when, when are they first going to encounter Eclipse in their, you know, development process when they, you know, f they find a property or they, they source a property that they're going to do a rehab on, um, they, they find financing and they, they get construction started. And when is, when are they really going to have that first encounter with Eclipse? When they, when they get their deed, you recorded, um, city hall. So when you open up your tax account with Philadelphia, that is the moment that you want to get prepared and get used to using Eclipse. Um, like I said, you know, when you're an LLC, you have to make sure that all of your commercial activity licenses are manually added into your account. Um, that is the only way that you're going to be able, even if you're not doing any renovations work, um, that's the only way that you're going to be able to get a rental license. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to make sure that all of your LLCs are connected. And this, this is one of the most frustrating parts, I would say, for a lot of investors is it should be so simple and it's not. Um, and it really just stems, it stems back to how your accounts are set up with the Department of Revenue. And a lot of people forget that. So when you're dealing with licensing and you're dealing with the commercial activity license and you're not seeing the property um, showing up um, on your account, don't contact 311. They're not going to be able to help you. Contact the Department of Revenue. Start with the tax clearance department and you, they, you, can, you can email them. Um, we just go down to tax clearance. Uh, you don't need an appointment um, at MSB to go to the tax clearance unit and they will be able to give you all of the information you need um, to access your account with the Department of Revenue online. Um, and this is helpful when you go to pay your property taxes. So again, it all works, it all works together. Um, but you know, you're talking about a lot of different departments and one tiny little software. So oftentimes what I'll say is look like I am an advocate for my clients, but I'm also an advocate for, for contacting the right people for, for the, for the type of inquiry. And oftentimes that point of contact is the examiner and these examiners are getting overloaded with inquiries that they 
that that is has nothing to do with with their job um, because it's related to tax clearance and that's Department of Revenue or it's related to the health department and I don't know if people even know this but when you're doing health department requirements as related to the construction project they have their own subset of requirements just because you're putting it into Eclipse doesn't mean it's you're done the job is done um, that's just what the Department of Licensing Inspection enforces, but the Department of Health has a completely separate portal, um, as do the streets department. Um, one thing in the beginning that was really frustrating was when you have any kind of right-of-way encroachment, um, you have to get that approval from streets. And um, I've done it every which way. I've done, I've been like, I'm, I'm, fed up with Eclipse, I'm going to do all my prerequisite approvals before I even submit it online. And honestly, that is the best way you can do it mm -hmm. is get all of your department of reviews done in advance, mm -hmm. put it in through Eclipse, be a bada bing, bada boom, you're done. <laughs> but people put everything into Eclipse and what happens is it's just, it's just bottlenecks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, my next question is about um, like you mentioned that there's a lot of different departments and a lot of moving pieces. You know, people from streets and and the health department, and I'm sure countless others um, that that they don't all know the the ins and outs of the project, and they might not know what's happening. You know, that they're not inside your your planning meetings with your team. Um, so, but I guess what I'm asking is like, what does the person using Eclipse hope, you know, it would be the developer when they're going in to put their permits in, like how important is it for them to know what those permits are for, or what, you know, what their, what their, what their place is in their project? Um, like, like I, I have a feeling the answer is going to be that they really need to know the ins and outs of it. Um, but I, I just want to take a look at that from the perspective of somebody who's not, you know, the contractor of their project and they're just, you know, they're hiring a general contractor who knows what permits need to get take or need to get pulled and whatnot. Like, like what should that relationship look like in, in your ideal world, Kelsey? So there are resources for everything. They may not be easy to find, uh, but they are out there. And I'm going to switch to screen screen share real quick because I want to show you guys something. Um, as an owner of the property, yeah, you do need to know what type of permit you're pulling. Um, in, in terms of lending, you know, you have the four, four units and above is considered commercial. Well, in Philly, it's three units and above. And unless you knew that, you would be pulling a residential permit when you actually needed to pull a commercial permit. So it's, it's nuances like that. Um, but I'm going to switch over here. Because this is going to be really helpful for you guys. Um, all right, screen share. All right. I think it should be. Yep, there you go. There we go. All right. So this is the job form. Um, I have it. I have it saved on my browser. Um, if you, uh, I wish that I had a short link for this, but. You can always contact me or I can, you know, throw it in the group. Um, it's also available on the resources page, but, I, you know, stuff is really difficult to find on that website. It just is. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I started my Patreon is because I, I want to have a dedicated chat group to assist people with these types of questions um, immediately. Um, but what you'll do is you'll go to a code or permit processing question. So if you're an owner of the property, you need to file a permit 
This is a really great way to make sure that you're filing the correct permit. Um, click no, because if you click yes, it'll say you're using the wrong form. See, <laughs> please return, <laughs> select a different option. Um, and we could even just take a quick step back. What is JotForm? Is JotForm just like a link on the page that it's like a Google, Google form kind of thing, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's the city's inquiry system. Um, so when the shutdown happened, no one could get in. There were, you know, five hour wait times or you couldn't even get in touch with anyone at all. Um, so this was a solution to that. Um, so fill it out. Uh, and then, you know, select the category of the question. They make it really simple. If it's specific to a code, like if you're an architect doing this, like you can put, you know, just to help them answer completely. Um, and then you just grab your question. So say what you're going to do, say I'm, you know, it's this, this is the property address. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. I need to know the right permit. That's it. Um, they're really responsive to this particular inquiry form. Now, frankly, <laughs> the uh, not see you guys, there's a multiple drop downs. It doesn't all go to the same person. In fact, these got routed to completely separate departments. So this particular code and processing question I know is quick. I mean, within an hour or two, I'll usually get a response to this. But when you're you have a permanent inspection issue, you know, I would leave at least, you know, two to three business days um, to get a response to that particular inquiry. Um, when it comes to permitting inspections issue, we actually don't use this form um, unless there's a hole that clearly was not the fault of us. It was the fault of the city, which happens a lot still. Um, we normally will just go down and our office is located at 16th and Market for that reason. Um, we're there quite often. Uh, so yeah, that's um, something that would be really, really helpful um, for owners um, trying to figure it out because, and it's a financial issue, um, a financial stake um, in, in using this form as well, because if you file the incorrect permit, um, if it's a commercial property, you've lost that $100 non-refundable uh, filing fee. Um, and with residential, you know, up to one to two units, it's 25. Um, and those are your, your most common applications, but sometimes you get into other applications like, you know, you can actually request a dedicated review in advance. That one's like $365. I actually mistakenly did that last year. And um, they do have a resource for getting your money back, but it, it's all contingent on the person reviewing it, like everything. Are there any uh, penalties for filing a residential permit incorrectly or just for that? You mentioned that you get like a hundred dollar uh, incorrect for, or, or the non-refundable fee you pay for commercial. Like, can, is that, can that same situation happen in residential permits? Oh yeah. And it's, it's $25 with residential. Yeah. So when you file something, you have to pay in order to submit it. So it's the same way that it was before filing and permitting filing on Eclipse. So it's just a different method and they accept credit cards now, which before they did not. So. Right. right. So, so the more you know about your construction, the more you know how, the, how to use that little drop form portal you said, it, the more mm -hmm. 
the less risk there is that, that you're going to be, you know, digging yourself in a hole for filing permits and waiting that time without, you know, knowing if it's the right thing or not. Um, it's a good tip. And that concludes my conversation with Kelsey Lee, a licensed expediter and owner of Philly Kelsey & Co., speaking about the city's permitting system called Eclipse and how aspiring developers can avoid delays and complications when using it. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, which takes place via Zoom webinar every Monday night at 7 p.m. And if you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guests, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jumpinar. If you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, you can visit gojumpstart.org and see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thank you so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM, and be sure to tune in next week.